Well, it is Resurrection Day. This is it for the church. Jesus gets up from that grave, and he does it for you and I. And I don't know about you all today, but I'm so thankful for resurrection. This is a great day for the church. I know you guys are watching from Quest Church, and listen, at 10 o'clock, we're going to turn this parking lot into a praise zone. So you want to get here a little bit early and get your parking spot, and uh, we're going to have live music, praise and worship, preaching. We're going to pray. It's going to be incredible. So please be here, you know, around 945. You don't want to sit in your car for 30 minutes, but get here early enough to get you a good spot. We love you all, and we pray success to everything you do. We're coming through this season in Jesus' name. Look at Matthew chapter 28 this morning, and uh, I'm just going to preach a little bit this morning to you to encourage you as you're beginning to wake up and have your coffee and mingle around your house and prepare for the 10 o'clock service. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. The Bible says, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to circle or underline those four words. It began to dawn. Toward the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, and the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door, and he sat on that stone. That's pretty awesome. Verse 3 says, his countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became dead men. Verse 5, and the angel answered and said unto the women, fear not, already powerful, fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. Now listen to this. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. We're going to take our text from verse 1 this morning. During this sunrise season of the day. It began to dawn. You know, there's something very powerful about moving from confusion to clarity. There's something very powerful about transitioning from apocrypha to apocalypse. Apocrypha has to do with things that have been concealed. But the apocalypse has to do with things that are revealed. So it's powerful when we transition from what is concealed to what is revealed. And it's in that transition period that we come to the understanding of perception enlightenment or enlightening illumination that's a powerful season of life and you know we are there right now we are caught between two seasons but I came by to tell you just like these women arriving to an empty tomb we're about to come upon a day that we're going to understand what we've been through we're coming out of it but we're going to have an opportunity to look back at it there's no other day like today. Yes, yes, yes. The writer says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, if we're going to be glad in any yes, day, folks, yes. it ought to be this day. It ought to be resurrection day. Amen. 
This is the greatest day known to man and the most important day for every believer in Christ. It is the day that God chose to demonstrate all of his power. Not some of his power, but all of his power. The Apostle Paul said it like this. Without the resurrection, our faith is in vain. Without the resurrection, there is no substance. Without the resurrection, there is no evidence. Without an evidence, there's no testimony. Right. Come on, sir. Okay. So he says, if there's not a resurrection, we can't even testify. Right, 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 right. So God made sure that we would have evidence yes. that demands a verdict. Come on now, come on now. God made sure that we would have evidence that yes, demands a verdict. Yes, and that evidence is an empty tomb. Yes, yes, yes. So I wrote it like this. There's not one critic who can critique his way around an empty tomb. <laughs> There's not a doubter that can dismiss the fact that the grave is still empty. There's not a philosopher who can persuade the stone to roll back in front of the grave. There's not an atheist who can explain away the day that Christ decided to resurrect. So I am glad today to be able to say these words. Because the grave is empty, I am full. Because he got up, yes. I can too. And because death lost its sting, yes. I can't be stung. Right. And because the grave lost its victory, I may lose some battles, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I will not lose this war. I will win this war, and so will you. Yes. Why? Because he got up. Yes, so with this encouragement, I'm going to embark on this text that refers to verse 1. We're going to refer to verse 1 with these words, it began to dawn. You should say that to your spouse or someone that is close to you, it began to dawn. Well, you know something that's interesting about dawn is darkness always precedes dawn. See, you can't have dawn without darkness. Now, the Gospel of John records this same story in a different way. Matthew says it began to dawn. But John chapter 20 and verse 1 says, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark. See, it's easy to talk about the dawn season of life because you're coming into something. But you can't have dawn without darkness. And darkness, there is no dawning without darkness. And darkness is the environment of chaos. I hope you hear that. And I'll prove it to you in the bearishness of time. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and the earth was was without form, and the earth was void. Now listen to it. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. See? Chaos welcomes darkness. That's how the beginning was. Chaos and darkness. Until the Spirit moved and the Lord said, let there be. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3 proves to us that the law of darkness precedes light. When verse 3 says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that the light was good. And God divided the light, listen carefully, from the darkness. There it is. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening, don't miss this here, 
and the evening and the morning were the first day. He did not say, and the morning and the evening were the first day. So the day started with darkness, not light. See, many of you think, man, I'm in a dark season. Well, good, because we are on the beginning of a new day. Darkness in the Hebrew here in Genesis chapter 1 literally means destructive. It has to do with sorrow. It has to do with misery. But more than any other definition, darkness has to do with ignorance. Ignorance is not stupidity. We're not ignoring it. It would be stupid for us to ignore this season that we're going through. But I can tell you this. There's a lot of ignorance that, that is going on. Ignorance meaning we just don't know. Ignorance means lacking the knowledge or the comprehension of the thing you're going through. We don't understand why we are going through it. That's why I said the other day, and I'll say again, that old song that says, farther along, we will understand why. But right now, it's dark. I don't know about you all, but I feel this darkness. It has gripped the earth. We're in a season of ignorance. We don't know what's happening. The darkness he called night. Now, here's what you have to be careful of. When you let darkness become your night season. Night means this, the twisting away of light because of adversity. You cannot let this season of ignorance squeeze the revelation out of you. Adversity has a way of pressuring you down to the point of something popping out of you that no one else knew was in there. So you have to be very careful not to let the adversity twist the light out of you. (laughs) Your darkness is a season that God is going to use to teach you things you've never known before. So it's in the night seasons that if you're not careful, you step back or you step down from a previous position. Be careful Not to step down because when you look at it in Hebrew language, it's actually a spiraling staircase that's a descending motion. That's what night seasons have a tendency to do to us. If you don't think it's darkness in this season of Jesus' life, look at Matthew chapter 27 and verse 45 and you'll find out that from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, there was darkness that covered the land. Well, that's in the middle of the day. God made the whole earth dark when Jesus was hanging on that cross. For three hours in the middle of the day, the light went out. Hear me. The light went out. What does the picture of darkness look like? Well, we know six is the number of man. Sixth hour, ninth hour is the number of finality. So from the number of man to the number of finality, there was darkness on the earth. I find that to be very interesting. What does that look like? The disciples are divided. Come on, sir. Judas is dead. Peter is in denial. Wow. John is in distress. Wow. And Thomas is in doubt. Come on. Wow. Come on, They're scattered. What does darkness look like? Desolation is set in. All activity is stopped. Wow. The Passover is over. It's gone. So Emptiness once again covered the land. It's dark. My God. What does it look like? Death had come. <laughs> Death had come. The grim reaper stands lurking over Golgotha. His shadow is covering Jerusalem. He intimidates every heart that once believed that Jesus was really the Messiah. 
And I believe many of you could be questioning, where is God right now? Never let a dark season cause you to be disoriented concerning your conviction in God. And then there's that devil, Satan, strutting through time with a note of pride like he had conquered. But I can tell you with every step he took, uncertainty was following him. Even though the eerie feeling of despondency, the awful feeling of dread, the horror of destruction, the night had come, darkness is reigning, but Satan is scared. Because he knew what had happened. Hear me clearly. Matthew's gospel is a wonderful gospel. Just like John, just like Luke, just like Mark, they have a wonderful story of good news. And that good news is the defeat of darkness, the defeat of death, the defeat of grave, and ultimately the defeat of the devil. All the devil is partying right now. But Matthew chapter 28 verse 1 says, it began to dawn. Yeah, it began to dawn. Dawn means to begin to grow into light. It means to begin to illuminate Or to begin to make known. It is the passing of night into day. It's the exit of ignorance into understanding. Did you hear that? It's the exiting of ignorance and the passing into understanding. I didn't say knowledge. I said understanding because understanding is revelation. Knowledge is information. You heard about it, but you're about to see it. You learned about it, but you're about to experience it. And I'm here to prophesy to you that it is about to dawn in this nation. It's about to dawn around this globe. This dark season is passing. And we are stepping into a new morning. It's the undoing of sorrow and the embarking of gladness. Dawn means the first appearance of light. The beginning of of perception, the beginning of understanding. So here's my question. Why are you mad? Come on, sir. Speak, sir. Come on. Why are you weeping? Come on, the Bible says in John 20, 15, that's what the angels asked these ladies. Why are you weeping? He said he was going to get up. Amen. And I went to Psalm 30. I will extol thee, O Lord, verse 1, for you have lifted me up. You have not made my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried and you healed. You have brought up my soul. You brought up my soul from the grave. Boy, if I had a church in here today. And you've kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing to the Lord, O saints, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Now watch verse 5. Don't miss this. This is where we're going. For his anger endures but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure, watch it, for a night. Weeping endures in adversity. But joy comes in the morning. Can I tell you, God is about to remove sorrow from your life and replace it with joy. 
Weeping is for the night. Why are you weeping in the dawn? Why are you weeping? If you was going to weep, you should have wept on Friday night, honey. It's Sunday morning. And I came by to tell you, it's the dawn for us. Things are beginning to turn. Things are beginning to change. The curve is beginning to be flattened. We're coming out of this and we're coming out very soon. It began to dawn. I hope you're hearing this. Matthew says it was the dawning. He also says it was darkness, but Luke says it like this in chapter 24 and verse 1, upon the first day. One gospel writer calls it dawn. One gospel writer calls it dark, but this gospel writer calls it day. It was a day. Every day has darkness. Every day has a dawning, and every day has a day. And we are stepping into the day. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus said we must work while it is day. Yes. Because night comes when no man should work. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 24 and verse number 6. Watch what the angel said. He's not here, but he's, remember, he, he's risen. Now watch what he says. Remember how he spoke to you while he was in Galilee. And they remembered, verse 8. They remembered his words to bear in mind. It means to recollect or to recall. You know what the Lord spoke to me when I was preparing to preach to you guys? Remember his word. Everybody's looking for the next word. And I believe God is asking you, what was my last word? You want him to say something else. And he's saying, what did I say the last time I spoke to you? I hope you hear me today. Ten times in the New Testament does the Bible says. That God spoke, Jesus spoke to his disciples and said, I will rise again on the third day. Ten times he said, I will rise again on the third day. What's the last thing he said? I will rise again. It began to dawn. They remembered what he said. It began to dawn. The light started coming on. You know what I believe? God is going to call you to recall and recollect his word to you. On this Easter season, it began to dawn. We must not only remember what he said, but why he said it. Why would he say, I will rise again on the third day? John 16, 1. These things have I spoken to you that you should not be offended. That's powerful. John 16, 4. But these things I've told you that when the time comes, you may remember what I told you often. Remember what I told you often. So that you won't be offended. You know what it means? That you won't be tripped up or trapped. He will do what he said he will do. I promise you he will. We're moving from darkness to dawn to day. In Luke chapter 24, when you get way down to verse 31, Jesus is speaking to them. And in verse 31, he says these words. The Bible says these words. And their eyes were opened and they knew him. Their eyes were opened and they knew him. They moved from darkness to dawn to day. You know what I believe the Lord is about to do? Open our eyes. Our eyes are going to be open and we shall know him. Folks, hear me. There's a progression going on. Yep, it's been a dark season. We all know that. But I can promise you as sure as, sure as it's been dark, there's a dawn 
And from that dawn, we will transition into full day where we will completely understand. It's resurrection time. The word resurrection means to surge again. I hope you hear that. It's the rolling of a wave. And there's a wave of revelation that's about to hit your house. And you're going to wake up and realize God is in control. Death could not defeat him. The grave could not defeat him. And this virus is not going to defeat him. And it's not going to defeat you. This pandemic is coming to a close. And we're going to give God praise like he deserves. So I speak to you today a happy resurrection day. And I pray that as I preach for the last 20 minutes, that your eyes begin to slowly open to the fact that everything is really all right. Everything is okay. It couldn't get any darker than it was between the sixth and the ninth hour. It couldn't get any darker than it was the day before Jesus got up. And I can tell you, just like he got up on resurrection day then, he is rising up in this hour. Jesus shall be seen in this world like never before. You know what he says? Run and tell my disciples. It's time for us to run with good news, y'all. It's resurrection day.